Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You should celebrate yourself every day. But some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection. Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Welcome to the Horror Hangout podcast where three bearded film fans watch the best and worst horror movies of all time. My name is Luke Condor Kate and joined by my regular co-host, Mr. Mr. Ben Arrington. And semi-regular co-host, Mr. Andy Conjurer Turner. Hello, guys. How are we doing? Hello. We uh, got drinks. Have we got food? Are we eating dinners? What are we eating? <laughs> eating a lovely hot dinner on a podcast. But it's Ooh, too hot, so every time you put it in your mouth, you're like, you're like, oh. <laughs> that never stops me. Uh, the amount, the amount yeah. of skin I've lost in the roof of my mouth from eating burning hot pizza. Uh, yeah, <laughs> pizza's the roof of your mouth. <laughs> and then that's second only to the injury of if you eat a jacket potato when it's too hot, that'll burn you all the way down. Potato's crazy, yeah, it doesn't <laughs> give up. It doesn't let up all the way down. <laughs> it clings on. <laughs> It's, it's like a xenomorph's blood. It's like burning through the... I feel like it might drop through me. Yeah, that's how you get out of prison, like an alien resurrection. You just ask for a baked potato and drop some on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I like it, indeed. What's your, what's your go-to baked potato topping of choice? Mm. I've got a go-to. but uh, I mean, it's pretty standard. Baked beans, cheese... Cheese but Which one do you go first? Cheese. No. Oh. Yeah, the, the beans, beans, and then cheese on top for that. But if it's like if it's, if it's uh, cheese on toast and then beans on top of that, that seems to be the right oh. way for that. That is very nice. So it all ends up in the big mush anyway. <laughs> it does. But it's just those few seconds where it looks kind of presentable. Beans, yeah. then cheese, and lately I've been doing little bits of crispy bacon, just cutting some bacon up into little strips. And then little crispy bacon on top, delightful. Uh, I was talking, I was talking about this. I talk about this a lot actually for some reason. Uh, so cheese on toast um, is probably the best food if you have like seeded bread, uh, really lots of butter, nice butter, uh, mature cheddar cheese, and don't melt it. I think if you melt the cheese, you're a coward <laughs> because it like it like it makes the flavour inert. Like uh, the, okay. the non-melted melted cheese has like more like. 
uh, whatever that cheesy. Yeah, so you're French saying is. cheese on toast, but non-melted cheese. Non-melted cheese, no. You see, I like to melt the cheese, my cheese on toast, but I like to cut it a little bit and to give it some some punch. Put some music in my food. Put a reggae reggae sauce in there. Okay, yeah. So sauce on top Ooh. is good. Reggae reggae sauce sounds good, but I put a, you know the Nando's spicy peri peri. Oh, why? Oh, that's my right. go-to at the minute. Sometimes What's it's this your sauce, maybe? That's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. yeah. This is all. This <laughs> Welcome is all. to the toast hangout. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the toast Okay, hangout. all right. Well, um, have we got any news? Uh, horror news, not cooked bread news. Uh, oh, the toast is, is there done. any horror news? <laughs> A couple of bits. I saw you just, just tweet about this. Uh, Luke, so it's not obviously Mad Max isn't considered necessarily a horror movie, but I suppose it is post apocalyptic, got some horror elements in it. But uh, Hugh Keys Byrne, who is the guy who plays Immortan Joe in Mad Max Fury Road, and he plays Toe Cutter in the original, um, he's passed away, unfortunately. So rest in peace to Immortan Joe. Um, but I, I didn't realize he was the same guy. In both of those not, films, did you? I have yeah. no idea. No, he looks quite different. To be fair, uh, but it is a it is a double rest in peace as well because um, Suspiria co-writer and the star of Deep Red Inferno, uh, Daria Nicolodi, has died as well, um, age seventy. So two rest in peace bits of news to start on a nice note, mm. uh, and I'm moving moving swiftly on. Mentioning Peter Dinklage for the second episode in a row. Oh, yeah. Peter Dinklage is apparently going to star in uh, Legendary's Toxic Avenger reboot, which uh, could be Is could he going to be the Toxic Avenger? Um, yeah, I think so. Oh, no, wait. It says the article doesn't say whether or not Dinklage is playing Melvin, who turns into the Toxic Avenger. He could easily be playing the villain. Do we want him as the villain? He was like a villain in one of the X-Men films, wasn't he? That... Uh, What's yeah, um, I forgot he was in an X Men. Is he in? Um, is it Days of Future? He's past? in Days of Future Past, I think. Yeah, as a, oh, he's Trask. Trask. Yeah, yeah. Trask. Yeah, that's yeah. it, Trask. Um, yeah, so we've kind of seen him as a villain. I was kind of thinking it'd be pretty cool if he was like the lead in in a reboot like that. That would be interesting. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be a little bit skeptical here and say I'm not sure of a non-trauma Toxic Avenger film. Like, yeah, good point. Good point. Yeah, I want. I do wonder um, if this will make people go and watch other trauma films. I, I quite like the idea of getting people to what to experience what we experienced at that film festival. <laughs> we yeah. return to return to Newcomb High Volume Two. The second part, yeah, that was <laughs> that was an incredible experience, and I think I'm not sure what was better: the fact that the film was insane. Or watching our friends that didn't know what was it Dan and Carl that we were with. That... They literally turned up five minutes earlier after like a three-hour journey, exhausted, <laughs> and we shoved them into this room where Lloyd uh, Kaufman was like shoving a a mop up someone's ass so far that popped the penis off the other end. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a crazy. But we really should do a, a trauma episode because that was. That's such fun. We have yeah. discussed doing a promo episode before, have we not? Uh, yeah, but it's always one of those things like, uh, I don't know if I could casually put a trauma film on. Like it has to, has to. Uh, I mean, what film would we do? 
Uh, I don't think we should do Toxic Avenger. I'm not too sure which one, though. Tremio and Pol- Juliet, maybe? Poultry Geist. Tremio and Juliet, Poultry Geist. Poultry yeah. Geist is mad. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm up for it. Some point in the new year, perhaps. Yeah. Uh, any other news? Um, you know, it's um, not resting in peace. Um, sorry, Ben, if, I've, if I'm jumping into your on. flow. Freddy Krueger's apparently on the way back, isn't he? With Robert England himself. Is he? What, oh, playing? in Stranger Things. Uh, not only in Stranger Things, but apparently, rumour has it what? that Robert England may be appearing in a new Nightmare on Elm Street film. Didn't hear this. No way. Yeah. Oh, Fredward, back what, again. What, like a, a, another reboot? Is that what we're saying? Another reboot? Or just like a new sequel? Like very scant details, but apparently he is looking to return to the role as, uh, as old Mr. Kruger himself. Yeah. The newest nightmare. The latest. Um, the only other, the only other bits of news are like not really just things about films in the pipeline. So apparently, the Overlord filmmaker Julius Avery is directing a new take on Van Helsing with, uh, for Universal with James Wan producing. Um, how do you feel about that, that Van Helsing? What was the filmmaker? What did he do before? Uh, Overlord. Overlord. Yeah, I can imagine him doing that quite good actually. Yeah. Um, yeah, keep it quite punky. Like Overlord was quite crazy, wasn't it? I think if he could keep yeah. that kind of energy. Get Hugh Jackman back again. Maybe you could do a song and dance number as well. 2004 Van Helsing came out. Jesus. I've still yeah. got a lot of love for that film. I mean, it is kind of ridiculous. But I'm not anti-Van Helsing. What was that? I'm not anti-Van Helsing. No, He's... no, I don't, think you can, I don't think you can be. It's too much of a good time. Mm. There was a series as well, right? There was a... Yeah, I remember Sleepy Hollow. And a Sleepy Hollow, yeah. Just avoided them for some reason. Um, and the only other thing I saw was that um, Alex Garland, so obviously most recently directed Annihilation, has apparently wrote a low-budget horror movie that he's working on making. That's pretty much it. He said, I wrote a low-budget horror movie set in the UK. Um, I don't know if it's unrealistic or not. I don't know if he means the film or to make it. But yeah, apparently shooting may begin spring-summer 2021. I mean, that's enough in news story. Sorry. There wasn't you know, much. I was there was. Thinking, uh, um so Rebellion, the company who owns 2000 AD and um, Rebellion Games and that, they they opened up a, a TV film production studio in Oxford, uh, I think it was last year, but they were showing off, they have that technology to use on Mandalorian where it's like you create an environment in Unity or, or Blender or something and then you project it and your actors are sort of inside it. Um, oh. And they, they, they've shot a short film or, or something like that. Um, it's about nights in a forest, but it looks really good from what from what I've seen. And I'm thinking, yeah, that kind of thing might make quite great looking projects, quite um, maintain like um, attainable. But yeah, like people yeah. like Duncan, Duncan Jones, who's going to be doing some sort of 2018 movie at some point, um, it'd just be Trooper? interesting. Rogue Trooper, yeah. So it'll be interesting. I'd love to go down to that studio and see what kind of thing the kind of thing they're doing there. Yeah, man. Sounds uh, very interesting. Uh, that's it, though, in terms of news. I haven't got anything else. Have you have you guys seen anything else, or is that...? No. 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 Have you guys seen, watched any good movies or TV or anything? Good for I'm, Andy. Getting, 
I'm getting into the the transition between Halloween and Christmas. So I watched yeah. for the first time. I watched um, Better Watch Out the other day. Uh, cool. What do you think? I really liked it. I genuinely yeah. did not see the early twist in the movie coming. You know, I when I, I remember the overall arc, I guess, but I, yeah, I can't remember how it's revealed at the start. Yeah, that that initial turn that comes maybe about thirty minutes in. I yeah. I didn't see it coming until it happened, and then it got very interesting. Yeah, it's yeah. It's, it's it's a decent movie. Like I, I really enjoyed that. I, I this is one of the few that I'm reluctant to say anything because it's still reasonably new. I think it flew under the rain, radar for a lot of people. It's I think it's worth checking out. Flew under the reindeer, yeah. Yeah. I um, and then, it's again. got a great the great uh, Home Alone riff bit as well with the yeah. Like, I don't want to spoil anything for anyone, but it's it's definitely worth watching. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. So uh, recommended that, and then we watched Krampus because it was on Netflix. So we watched that. It was good. So it's good fun. I think we've spoken about Krampus on the, on the show before, but I think yeah. it suffered maybe at the time it coming out because I think it was heavily marketed as having a very big Gremlins feel, and I don't think it quite hit mm. the heights of a Gremlins. But with with each watching of it again, probably seen it like a you know a few years and on the bounce now, and I think it's grown. Um, it's really good, and there's a great cast. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, other than that, I haven't watched it yet, but had one of those magic Twitter moments the other day. I was, someone was asking, you know, your favourite um, Christmas Halloweens, and I mentioned, now you guys are fans, that um, I was going to watch Jack Frost, as I do every year. Yeah. I got a uh, little message from a chap called uh, Michael Cooney, who said, oh, thanks, uh, you know, thanks for the love. And I was like, Who's this fella? Only the director. And I was like, oh, well, I'm glad he knows. Because, <laughs> oh, yeah, so the director of Jack Frost, he's out there. He knows that people are enjoying his, I'm going to say, Christmas horror classic. Um, yeah, I'm going to watch it again this year. Yeah, I love Jack Frost. He um, directed the second one as well, which um, I guess is a summer holiday movie. So it's a, it, there's, there's things for all seasons. Uh, I forgot to get back to you. We should ask him to come on the show. See if he's up for chatting about Jack Frost for 20 minutes or so. Yeah, I'll, um, well, now we're Twitter best friends. I'll, uh, I'll send yeah. him a note and see if, he, um, <laughs> be good. see if I convince him on. I was surprised actually. He's from, he's from the UK. Is so he? Oh, right. we, haven't, we haven't even got to mess around with time zones. Yeah. Awesome. It'll be interesting to know how that came together, how it yeah. got made. Uh, anything else you've seen? Uh, that's Andy? it for me. So I watched, uh, I don't have seen this new movie that came out fairly recently. It was on Hulu, I believe. It's the Sarah Paulson starring film called Run. Um, so directed by um, Anish Chiganti, who, direct, who directed Searching. Um, oh, okay. There are a couple yeah. of, there are, if you're familiar with that film, as well, there are a couple of little Easter eggs in this one. Um, but yeah, I, I quite liked it. It was pretty it was kind of predictable and mm. you kind of as soon as you knew what the setup was you kind of knew which direction it was going in um but it's a enjoyable tense thriller and i think that's mainly because of the performances of the leads um so you've got sarah paulson as a mother figure and then her daughter who's um 
I think it's her first movie role, disabled actress called Kira Allen. Um, yeah, so I think it, it, the attention to detail was really good, and it was really well paced, and there's some good sort of like little set pieces. But yeah, I enjoyed it. It was it was good. Cool. Check yeah. Check it out. Um. So you watched Primal? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I was raving oh, yeah. about it last week. So yeah, we, so we discussed it last week, didn't we? You sort of described it, and I was like, yeah, sounds like mm. someone I'd be into. Uh, so I went and checked it out, and I'm glad I did because it was awesome. And I kind of like devoured it pretty quickly. Like I think you said, you watched it in a few days. Yeah. I think I did the same. Uh, I guess it's got like some horror themes. There's definitely like one or two episodes that are like straight up horror episodes, right? Yeah, there's. Um, I don't want to spoil anything, but there's like cre- certain creatures that are more horror. Oh, there's even the yeah, like the druid kind of. Oh, there's like a zombie. Yeah, there's plenty of horror. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like completely zombie- legit. Right, right, right. Without ruining things too much, there's like, even though it's set in like, I guess, what prehistoric era, it obviously crosses over in some ways because obviously dinosaurs exist at the same time as, time as humans. Um, but yeah, there's loads of weird and wonderful monsters and horrible it, things. It's and it's quite like, fantastical it's, as it goes through. It's fantastical, yeah. It's, it's brutal, but it's got a lot of heart and soul and it's quite emotional. It's, it's, you're surprised by how much, how many times like you're nearly crying <laughs> as you're watching it. It just, it just borders on that kind of. Also, it's got, it's got, it captures that feeling of like uh, when the shit's about to go down and something bad's about to happen, and then he comes out, the uh, main guy comes out on top. It gives you that kind of fist pumping adrenaline, like the same kind of Mad Max kind of feel. Yeah, because you're like, how are they going to get out of this one? Every yeah. single episode, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. It's really, it is really satisfying. And if you love gore and you know ridiculous, over-the-top violence as well, then <laughs> yeah, this is probably the show for you. Yeah, it's one of the best things I've watched this year. I think, like, yeah, I, one of the most unique things, anyway. Yeah, yeah, I think it's so. the team. Um, it's the team behind Samurai Jack, right? Yeah, Samurai Jack and uh, Dexter's Lab, Hotel right. Transylvania, and. Um, uh, Clone Wars, the yeah. Star Wars TV show that I haven't seen, but apparently he he did that or something. Yeah, UK audiences though can watch it on is on all it's on all four at the moment, isn't it? which yeah. is like yeah. So give it a go. If you're you not live? a UK audience, there's been some great uh, deals recently on on VPNs as well, so get stuck in. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think in America you can just watch most of Adult Swim's content on AdultSwim.com. I'm pretty sure you can just watch oh, a fair few bits. Sorry. Although it used to be like that. Um, I'll just quickly, I haven't watched too much this week, um, but I wanted to round off my Takashi Miike November and I rewatched Audition. So that's the second time I've seen it. Um, I can't remember what great what rating I gave it last time, but if it wasn't an A, I was an idiot. It's such a good film. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> like, I it's think just, we went for it's A's. A great bait and switch. Did, did we give it A, do you think? I think we gave it A's, yeah. I'll dig, I'll dig it up and check um, while you're looking. Yeah. <laughs> so but that was so episode weird. four, I think. Wow, episode four. Fucking Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think my... I, I, hope, I hope that my taste as a horror consumer has sort of uh, matured over, the, over these 147 episodes or how many, uh, how many episodes ago it was. 
Uh, but like, yeah, it's so good. And I just love how it's so, it plays it so straight for so long, for like the first three quarters, and then it just gets really bizarre, sort of really insane, and then ends on like an absolutely brutal scene. You can't you can't look away from the screen. Um, yeah, it's fantastic. It's it's an amazing movie. Well, Luke, I'm afraid to announce to you that you are apparently an idiot. Oh no! You uh, you both gave it B's. What, ah, what buffoons we were back then. Yeah, exactly. three years ago, us dickheads. <laughs> so, it's three yeah, years. it is a great movie. Have you um, have you got over Itchy the Killer yet? Luke, have you recovered? Um, I feel like I've repressed most of that memory of that film. It's a, or maybe I haven't, and that's just the way the film plays out. It, I'm still not sure what happens. And I was like watching a couple of like, uh, you know, how what happened. There's explainer videos on YouTube. Yeah, and I watched two of them, and they had completely different takes on what happened. <laughs> like one of them was like, one of them had all these crazy ideas. Like, yeah, so this character can read minds, and he's telekinetic, and he can do all this stuff. I'm like, what? Where did that come from? <laughs> that was not in the movie I watched. Um, I was about to, there's an anime prequel you can watch as well, but it doesn't help. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to announce that now. Yeah. I think it's based on a manga. So, I mean, so Kashimika, where else did I watch? Uh, Happiness with Katakuris, which is by far the weirdest. Um, that was like a kind of a, a Pet Shop of Horrors sort of vibe, but more bizarre. Uh, yeah, it's good. He's a good. He's a good filmmaker. Uh, but I think out of all of them, I've seen audition is probably the the most solid entry as a, as a film. Mm. Yeah, uh, and that's it. Other than that, just watch the pumpkin head. Yeah, pumpkin head. The old one. Yeah, I don't really know. Why did we watch this? It was it was definitely on a list that we'd made of films we wanted to do on the podcast. Put it on a put it on a spreadsheet for things to watch. I think Pumpkinhead comes up in um, a couple of like horror boogeyman like yeah. lists, right? So there's like an iconic feel to it. I think the Stan Winston's creature design, which is probably one of the more remarkable pieces of it. Other mm. than that, for me, this film just reminds me of being in video shops as a kid because i remember seeing yeah. the i remember i remember the cake the, co- the covers for this thing maybe pumpkin head too the cover for it though has got yeah. some hands holding a pumpkin and like well I yeah it kind of makes sense uh, it maybe makes it was sense. two to add him on why is it called pumpkin the... head is it just because his head kind of kind of looks like a pumpkin doesn't he get dug up from a pumpkin patch yeah but <laughs> yeah it's yeah, not literally yeah. a pumpkin is it uh, I don't know. Um, it's almost like okay. So, Pumpkinhead is a 1988 American horror film. It was a direct directorial debut of special effects artist Stan Winston. Uh, the film has built up a cult following a year since its release. It's the first in the Pumpkinhead franchise. Oh, there's just another one, isn't there? Oh, okay. So there's one one directed video sequel, two TV film sequels, and a comic book series. Uh, so after a tragic accident, a man conjures up a towering vengeful demon called Pumpkinhead to destroy a group of unsuspecting teenagers. Yeah, yeah, that, that's hit the nail on the head. Uh, so IMDb has it at 6.2. Rotten Tomatoes, 65 critics, 48% uh, for the audience score. Letterboxd is at 3.1. Uh, 
I uh, tried to find some choice reviews from Letterboxd. I've got... Uh, Damn, this one is still awesome. That's Starland CA. He gives it five stars. And then uh, Wong Chi. But who the fuck makes a monster movie where the damn monster doesn't appear until the last 15 fucking minutes? This is just a grieving redneck of a monster slapped in the, fin- in the finale. Uh, <laughs> half a star. So... Yeah. It almost uh, feels like Stan Winston had an idea to make this monster or maybe done some tests with this monster and he kind of made a film around it. Um, yeah. He hasn't directed much else, though, has he? I don't know, actually. Um, so well, I think I looked into it. He's done the effects for loads of stuff. So he's done, like, uh, The Thing, um, mm. like Batman films, Aliens, Terminator... Uh, Predator, The Relic. Um, I think he's worked with like he's worked on like Jurassic Park and well loads of stuff for Spielberg actually. AI, War of the Worlds, Indiana Jones, and The Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. This that this alien did kind of remind me of like a Crystal Skull alien from the end of. He reminded me a bit of like bad like a bad version of Station from Bill and Ted. <laughs> 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 wow yeah yeah maybe um he also directed he did direct a film called a gnome named norm do you remember this film say again no name <laughs> what a gnome named norm so <laughs> if you if you google it and look at look at some images from it some like screen grabs from it something about it it looks very like dark crystal jim hensony but it is Stan Winston making the thing. <laughs> but it's like a buddy cop film with yeah. like a gnome <laughs> named Norm. Norm is just an average gnome. And he doesn't look, he doesn't look very like gnome-y, does he? Uh, he looks like a he looks a bit like a like a little Bigfoot is what he looks like. Yeah. Or he looks like something out of the Dark Crystal, doesn't he? He looks like a gym. Yeah, uh, he, could yeah, be a, yeah. he could be a gelfling. He's got a very Billy Piperish face. Um <laughs> He also directed a oh. short called Michael Jackson's Ghosts. Yeah, that, uh, I remember that as well. And that's got all the all the songs from like Blood on the Dance Floor and another album. I think it's kind of like a extended montage of music videos. Um, how did he go from directing Pumpkinhead to directing A Gnome Named Norm? Which how did he go from like being like horror movie? effects guy to direct in a buddy cop film about a gnome. I was going to say, this puppet looks I pretty watch good. It, the gnome. Yeah. <laughs> the gnome name. It looks kind of terrifying. There's some, you know, there is something. I know it isn't a Jim Henson puppet, but there's something about puppets that look like that and Jim Henson puppets that I find really, really terrifying. He's yeah. also a bit like, you know, in Jumanji when a little boy becomes a bit monkeyish because he tries yeah, to cheat yeah. at Jumanji. He it looks, looks like, like if Stephen Tyler from Aerosmith had been t- was turning into a monkey. Like... <laughs> you say that? That's actually like that's actually a thing that related to a known name Norm is that people say he looks like Stephen Tyler. A known name so... Norm that looks like Stephen Tyler, and then it's <laughs> someone else. <laughs> Yeah, but okay. I kind of want to watch it. I want. I kind of want to watch that because it just reminds me of a certain time, and I think it reminds me of a certain time where I didn't really care if films were bad or didn't really know that films were bad. I you used to enjoy Mac, Mac and Me. Whoa! <laughs> I was just about to say. I was just about to say Mac and Me. 
Yeah, that is a terrible <laughs> film. If you watch it now, it's so bad. <laughs> it's basically an E.T. ripoff, right? Um, McDonald's made it, I think. But I remember, I remember thinking it was good. Yeah, me McDonald's too. made it. They had to call it Mac. There's a bit where he's yeah he's dancing on the McDonald's counter, and he's like drinking loads of Coke. Where he's got like a like a straw hole in his mouth. Perfect for a McDonald's straw. <laughs> <laughs> Does, is it is it Mac and B where the little boy gets like shot to death by the police? Jesus. I can't remember. I can't remember. No, if it's not in the if it's not in the theatrical cut, it's in another cut where the little boy in the wheelchair actually does get shot and killed by a policeman. It takes it takes a dark <laughs> turn. Maybe this is why Stan Winston is involved. Yeah. It's got a 0% approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes, apparently Mac and me. Uh, yeah. See, when you're like a 10-year-old kid, maybe younger, I don't know. That doesn't matter. It. You see a cute little alien creature who whistles. I think it whistles like Gizmo from Gremlins. Yeah. It's constantly like... Oh. <laughs> it's like Paul Daniels Appar- a little bit. But apparently McDonald's and Coca-Cola are both sponsors of the film. Yeah. Back in May. What a classic. Not really. Um, yeah. So um, Lance Henriksen is in this film, who we all know as Bishop. I um, was surprised by how good he was in this. I've got to say, all the scenes of him and his kid were great. His monkey like, back kid. They were genuinely good. Like it, it, the, it captured a sort of innocent, sort of sweet country bumpkin sort of tone. Like he could have stayed at that all the way through. Um, obviously, it takes a sort of a darker turn. But I don't know. I think the first first half an hour. We just yeah, Lance and his kid were, were spot on. It's Who, really the, nice. Yeah. Uh, is, mm. is, Joel, is Joel the kid? Is that the kid's name? Joel. Uh, I think it's Joel yeah, one I, of the I kept thinking that. Which I one kept thinking you know, I recognised the little kid, but then I think I just got confused with someone else, like a little blonde actor. Maybe that little kid who was in Little Vampire or something well, like that. You know, he looks of, a bit, he's got a very specific like look years. of the, the Christmas story and the little vampire yeah. and. Jerry Maguire and Milky Bar adverts, like blonde kid with glasses, that that classic yeah. look. So the kid, I had a quick look whilst I was watching it. Um, he is he plays young Clark Kent. Um, is it? Hang on, is, I'm looking at the same guy, Jeff East. Which what's the kid's name in this <laughs> pumpkinhead? What is his name? Um, I think the kid kid's name is. Uh, I was going to say Tom, but I don't know if that's right. Tom's one of the others. I've written written down the name of the bad teams because they shout them as they're being killed. I might have been looking at the wrong person then. But one of them played a young Clark Kent in the Superman films. I reckon that'll be one of the blackhead kids. Billy? Is it Billy? No, maybe not. Right, see what we can (laughs) (laughs) find. Yeah. Hey, Chris. Which one's Chris? Yeah, no, uh, okay. I think Chris might have been one. Ah, oh, Chris is the good guy who of the group. Um, yeah, he's, yeah. The, he's the string. He's the string best waistcoat man. Is he? He played a young young Clark Kent in the Superman films. <laughs> it was important to get that out there. Right. It's Billy. It's the kid's name is Billy because Bishop's right. name is Ed Harley, and. There's someone called Billy Harley who was in, yeah, 
pumpkin head. Um, oh, it's I know, I know what you, I know what you did last winter. He's in that. <laughs> um, he's also in Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Replacements, Batman and Robin. Batman Blank, and Robin. Blank check. Mister Freeze. Well, he's had quite a he's had quite a storied career, and obviously this was a great yeah. place for him to start. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't recognise most of these people. John DeQuino plays Joe. Uh, was there anyone else who I so I did recognise that you know the neighbour who kind of yeah. butch neighbour neighbour granddad guy. I recognise him. I'm not too sure where he was from. Oh, the neighbour that he was delivering some supplies to. He is the tramp that becomes rich in Day Live. Is he really? Uh, okay. Oh, oh yeah. Book Flower, his name. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow! Did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com/acast and use code acast for twenty percent off your first purchase. Yeah. Buck flower. Yeah. Okay. So, so starts. We start off in the past in the fifties. A guy is running away from Pumpkinhead, um, and it's like a, a, a family. Ed Ed Harley uh, is a little kid at this point in time, and he's in bed, scared of this guy outside. He's running away from Pumpkinhead. Um, we find out right away that the monster's real. I don't think we get to see him. I know we do quite get we do get to see a fair bit of him right at the start. See he's outside the window. Yeah, he's outside the window, and he's snatching up this guy who's beating on the beating on the door right and this is the thing that struck me in this scene i've just written red versus blue because like inside it's all blue and outside as soon as pumpkin head turns up everything goes red it's like some really stark color work that yeah. goes on um while this guy gets a couple of times it kind of changed as well like at one point it went from like red to blue like as as the monster got close to the guy it was like he was in a completely different place yeah, yeah. like literally with a snap it's like 
like they've obviously got like given the time late 80s probably got a pair of those 3d glasses that are just switching which <laughs> lens is in front of the screen yeah pretty much yeah um Go on. So, the, so obviously Ed is watching. There's a young Ed. That's right, and um, and he witnesses the man through the window getting caught and killed by at this point an unseen monster. Yeah, we definitely know he's quite tall. Yeah, as far as you see him, he looks at his window. I think you just see, there. Yeah, I think you do see him. Yeah. Not even like heading off like around the corner or anything. He's just there picking up a man. That was his go-to movie. Picks him up like an action figure. Yeah, yeah. There's some really distinctive sound design, isn't there? And it sounds like the thing, you know, like the tentacly, yeah. weird, snaky. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which, which I think is like throughout the thing, but it was pretty much exactly the same during this, whenever he's there. But like, he's, supp- he's supposed to be like a demonic monster, right? Yeah. But I don't get that vibe at all. I just get, it's just an alien vibe. Doesn't seem his body. Mon- his body is full on xenomorph. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He moves like a xenomorph as well. Like, yeah. Has he got a tail? Yeah, he's yeah, got a big tail. long tail. It's a big. Yeah. Fl- it's a big fleshy xenomorph, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it reminds me of something else, but I can't quite put my finger on it. Like I kept thinking of this just now. Go a on. bit xenomorph, a bit station, a bit. Um, I'm bit really like sweet, sweet potato. <laughs> bit, bit, bit sweet potato. A little bit Damn. kind of like PlayStation One, like Gene Stealer from Warhammer Forty K. Less arms. Oh yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. What's that thing called? A tyranid. Yeah, like, yeah, like a tyranid. Yeah. Yeah. A bit like a necromorph from Dead Space as well, but like a big stiff one, like a big. Stiff, stiffy. Yeah. A little plastic dinosaur. He's he's all these things melded into one. Yeah, an interesting choice. Um, so we skip to the to the present day, um, and we've got basically Ed Harley is a nice little shopkeeper. Uh, they live. He lives with his son Billy, and their dog Gypsy. Gypsy. That's Gypsy. Cool. But then he says it's a boy, and then he says, oh, I'm just playing with him. And I was like, Gypsy's a girl's name for a dog, surely. <laughs> Maybe that's me showing my bias. But, um... <laughs> no idea. Uh, apparently the dog is the same dog from Gremlins. Is it? Uh, yeah. But I've not seen called... Gremlins in so long, I can't quite remember. It's, called, Bar- it's called Barney in Gremlins. So... <laughs> Obviously, there's a lot of gender confusion going on with this dog. I have to look things up. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so he just spends time. Oh, he's like washing his son's hands. He's reading him stories. We don't know what's happened to the wife. I think the wife passed away at some point. Yeah, I saw in a write-up it says he's a widower, but we yeah that isn't really tackled in the film as far as I remember. It just yeah, it's all very sweet, golden sunshine. Like everything's sort of yellow tinged. It's got that bread advert feel to it. Milky Bar Kid feel. <laughs> It's got that bread advert. I would have watched that, Luke. You know, it wouldn't have been appropriate for this podcast. But if it was just yeah. maybe some mild peril, like maybe maybe some rival kids are going to cheat a bit at a treasure hunt, but the yeah. Milky Bar kid sorts it out with his dog. 
this would have been a lovely yeah. film. Maybe his yeah. dad teaches him a lesson about about doing what's right. Yeah, yeah. There is a parallel universe version of this film where the Milky Bar kid moves out the way of the dirt bike just at the last minute. Yeah. And they all have a laugh about it, you know, and that's it. And there's no pumpkin head. He gets left alone. There's no yeah. terrifying witch woman. Maybe Steve <laughs> goes like, oh, you know what? That could have been a nasty accident. I'm going to drive more carefully in the future. Yeah, I'm not going to drink and drive either. I just give it up. The Steve, devil's juice. Who goes by the name of Scratch. Oh, well, so you know he's a set of a bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Scratch. Jeez, he's given himself that nickname as well. You know, someone who gives himself that nickname. Yeah. Um, call me Cobra. <laughs> <laughs> well, people call me Cobra. My friends call me Cobra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we don't. What? I've heard really about uh, Blade before, right? Haven't I? One of my uh, uncle's friends, Blade. I don't know why we call him Blade. His name's like Matthew or Is something. Is this real? Is this yeah. real life? It's always been called Blade. <laughs> I don't know. This is what I think names that must have stuck at some point. Um, Must be great. Maybe that's the thing. Like that, maybe is your last opportunity to make up a nickname for yourself. You know, people try and reinvent themselves when they go to a new school or they start a new job or something. Maybe be be becoming like an uncle is your last chance, right? Kids can argue. Oh yeah, people have always called me um, Champ. Scratch. (laughs) Champ. People have always called me Scratch. (laughs) Yes, shit. That's shit. We're not calling you scratch, mate. We're not calling you scratch. Surely, if you're going to choose a nickname as well, you didn't choose the name scratch, unless he's got like a, yeah, have got psoriasis pretty badly, I guess. That's right. Yeah, he's a really itchy guy. So, there's so many these teenage kids. They're city folk. They're riding from uh, somewhere. There's like Scratch, who's the bad out, the badass, badass guy, drinking some beer whilst he's driving. Um, hey, hey it, crack me open a beer, will you? Yeah, that's right. I'm driving, but I don't give a flying fuck. It is a weird Scratch. <laughs> Everyone uh, else has got normal names like Steve, Joel. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the other part is um, four normal people. They seem more like reserved, kind of chilled. Uh, and then they 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 pull off <laughs> at the it's not a petrol station the shop it's like a little it's corner like, shop yeah it's just like a little corner shop that they're nipping into it doesn't sell liquor yeah. it just sells fruit Ovis and Weetabix yeah. <laughs> and the um and milky bars of course uh, but like instantly like they get on the motorbikes and they start riding around yeah. within seconds. Yeah, but you wouldn't do that. Like, you're just popping into the shops. You probably haven't got time to get the the bikes off the car and start. Yeah, seems like yeah. too much effort, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Not uh, these guys. At some point as well, the neighbours had been around. Um, the neighbours who, they don't have a working bath or shower, I can only assume. Because they're all covered in, like, poo. <laughs> <laughs> it's, all, they've all just got like generic like um i live in a Red like a dusty kids. yeah i live in a dusty environment little crisscrosses of dust on them like pig pen yeah <laughs> and they're wearing like dungarees and stuff <laughs> yeah and they're little bastards they they wind up the little kid for some reason but then one of the one of the girls like jumps to his aid yeah, Leave him alone. Like, He's only got a few more minutes left to live. Yeah, don't go <laughs> telling him someone called Pumpkinhead's going to get him for misbehaving. Yeah. yeah. Um, order. 
So, uh, Lance Henriksen, what's his name? Ed Harley. He yeah, he forgot to get the feed, some cattle feed or something uh, for his neighbour. So he says, I'll go get it. And then I'll bring it around later. And when he's gone, I don't know where he's getting it from. That's when the big accident happens. It's quite tragic. The two motorbikers are motorbiking. Uh, Gypsy runs runs into into the dirt road. And then um, the milky bug... The motorbikes are on me, he should have said. As he was... <laughs> <laughs> as because he was they were. The motorbike Crumpled. wheels are on my head, crushing me to death. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Pretty bad. Um, I mean, he doesn't die straight away. He just seems to... He's crumpled. He's no, not no one yeah, he's <laughs> crashed. No one attempts he, to get into a hospital like at any point, do they? Yeah, like, they I know they they're just, probably really they, far away from hospital. They just sit with him for a little bit, don't they? Just yeah. Go, dead, are you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I made a note here that like this is like for a minute he's like Schrodinger's kid who is like simultaneously dead and alive because he's yeah. picking him up and carrying him all floppy, but then he says something again. Yeah. Give <laughs> me. Um, he just goes bloody. So I can't remember what. So like scratch one says of, no one. one. Of, yes. Which one's Scratch? The one who's like a little bit, um, a bit edgy. tanked up. Is it Scratch that? Is it Scratch that actually hits the Milky Bar kid with yeah, his, yeah. his bike? And he's like, "Oh, I'm, I'm not going down for this. I'm, I'm out of here immediately." Yeah. <laughs> so he he um, he drives to some uh, cabin or something. But he's also um, we find out he's one of the guys is his brother as well. He's the other guy on the motorbike who. Who's the only one who stays behind whilst everyone else goes? I don't know why everyone else goes. Like I know Scratch is escaping, but everyone else seems to follow him. Yeah, why wouldn't everyone else stay there? And yeah, I know this is like a pre-mobile phone world, but you know. Yeah, it's only Joel stays behind. And he's he's waiting there whilst um, for Lance Henriksen, for Bishop, for Bishop Ed Harley to, to return. And it's quite. I don't know. It's, it, and a genuinely affecting moment when he's Joel just has to show him that he's his kid is like dying on the floor. But as he's as he's walking away, he says, "How can I do anything?" And Bishop gives him the blue steel. There's like a, yeah. a piano sting as he kind of stares at it. <laughs> so you know he's yeah. Scary. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know what I don't know what Joel was expecting really. You bashed someone's kid with with your motorbike. They're going to yeah. be angry, justifiably so, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. The least he could do is go in and, and buy a chocolate bar from the shop or something, give him some money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> give Buy a root beer. Um, so what? In the, in the cabin where everyone's hiding out, they're all falling out. Scratch has locked two of them in the basement. Or in a in a cupboard, a closet, or something. Isn't isn't they have like the most minor argument as well about you probably should do that? He goes, oh, I ain't going down, and he immediately like does like the most almighty punch to the back of yeah. one of the other guys. Yeah. <laughs> then he hits him with a log, doesn't he? he? Like goes, well, you hit me, will you? Well, I'm gonna log you, you twat. It's all ridiculous. Yeah. He's kind of he don't don't they say that he's on probation as well? So like, you're not going down for this, man. Yeah. The judge has yeah. told him, if you run over just one more kid... Any more bike, kids. If you run over any more kids... <laughs> so if you've been drinking as well. 
Then, <laughs> yeah. Done. The whole thing that I did make a note here, like when they when they first like start getting the bikes out and riding about, and you know Ed Harley tells tells the Milky Bar kid to stay in the shop and not run about outside. It gave me huge vibes of like Casualty, you know, like when yeah. Up, <laughs> yeah, this yeah. terrible accident is about to happen. A recreation on nine nine nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much. Just goes mm-hmm. running off and no stop! Oh, for God's sake! They're doing jumps over there. Someone's gonna get flattened. Money's on the <laughs> kid. At least the dog didn't die. I suppose that's yeah, one minor dogs win. Are, that's the main thing. Yeah. Um, Scratch has um, locked two of his friends in the base in the closet. He's put a bit of wood in front of the door so they can't get out. I'll keep um, you in. Yeah. Bit of wood. <laughs> he um, I can't remember. He. He's in charge of the situation. No one's, no one's. Oh yeah, he pulls the phone out of the wall, the phone cable. Um, yeah, <laughs> so they can't even find the ambulance for the kid from there anymore either. Yeah, I take it they were they were meant to be going to this cabin, right? It just happened it was close to where they were going anyway. They didn't just hide yeah. out in this cabin. Santa Parks, they've gone and they're. Uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah, it looks like it could be Santa Parks. <laughs> We've got a group on offer, all right. We've got yeah. a group on offer, so we're still going. Because you can only... I've paid for it now. It's come out of my bank. This was the last day I could redeem it. I've got to go. <laughs> um, so, at the same time, Ed is obviously... Oh, yeah, the kid dies. So Yeah, he dies. He does. He says, like, Dad, and then dies. Just in the house. Yeah, sad. Yeah. Um, Ed... So Ed, like, drives to the neighbour... Uh, where all these little kids lived, and basically says he, that he needs help. He re- he recalls the time when he was a kid that there was a woman who a woman? is that what he says? Does he say yeah. there, there was a woman who like, says, saved someone? There's, or... there's someone I need I need help with something, and then yeah, it's not the the granddad tells him he doesn't want none of that nonsense, but um, one of the others says I'll take you to see. Um, I didn't mishear this massive, did I? Her name is Haggis, isn't it? <laughs> I think it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's Haggis. <laughs> it is Haggis. It's like, right, she's a hag. Yeah, yeah. We've got to give her a name of some sort. Haggis? That is, that's gold. That's liquid gold, that is. I was reading. Get it in the script. I was reading about the, the sequel, and apparently there's a hag character in that one called OC because it stands for Old Crone. <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, right now it's Haggis. And Haggis is pretty terrifying in herself when he goes to visit. Haggis is terrifying. Um, She's got that kind of crazy voodoo kind of house thing going on. Bones everywhere. Uh, She's blind, I think. She's got the whole white eye thing going on. She looks a bit like a terror hawk. yeah. <laughs> she does look like a terrible, definitely. Um, you think, though, bearing in mind Haggis appears to get paid for assistance in gold, she'd actually have the nicest house. Yeah. Well, she didn't get many customers, I bet. Um, <laughs> one a year. No. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she does something else. No. I think she works the checkout counter as the, as well, yeah, part-time. Definitely, definitely got Definitely needs a few jobs. 100%. But she, um, Size so Bishop is a witch. <laughs> <laughs> so Bishop takes um, his dead son to see Haggis, and she basically says, 
no, nah, mate, I, I can't do anything about bringing people back to life. That's not that's not my area of expertise. Um, and he follows up by saying, oh, come on, help us out with something then. She goes, oh, all right, come then. On. All right, Aww. fair enough. <laughs> if, you, if you leave your dead son here and um, go to the pumpkin patch and dig up something, then then you'll get what you want. She's not very clear on what he's going to get here, though. I think I would need a little bit more specific information before I dig up a body from a pumpkin field. Is this what he wants, though? Because I think he knows at some point that he can't bring Billy back, doesn't he? Yeah, she and explains yeah. She do that. Say what you want, and he goes, I want... Does he say, like, revenge or vengeance or something? I, I, I don't think he said that out. I can't remember. Because she's really pushy, trying to get him to say it. She's like, say it! And he's like, uh, say it! <laughs> oh, Jesus! Right, revenge, right? <laughs> oh, right, I want revenge! Jesus, you love it. Yeah. Um, you want what you should have been more specific and say, Can I have specific revenge on the man who actually hit my kid yeah. with the bike? Not care about everyone else. Yeah. Can I have revenge on the bloke called Scratch, please? <laughs> oh, I'll give you that for free, don't worry about it. Go, <laughs> a name like that. Oh, head, Get him go gone. That guy called Scratch. <laughs> Get him gone. Get him in the ground. Um he gives us some gold, doesn't he? Of course, like twos and ones. Uh <laughs> so. yeah. Gets her a couple of coins, but um, that isn't enough. Well, she can't bring him back to life, but it's enough to get yeah. the advice to pop along to the pumpkin patch. Um, I've seen a couple. Of, we've we've grown a couple of pumpkins in the garden before, guys. Don't mind telling you, but um, yeah, they didn't in our garden grow on like a mound of earth six foot above the regular ground. <laughs> You're not doing it right. <laughs> they didn't. <laughs> that sounds suspicious. A little hillock for. For climbing up on it, it's like a big, it's like a giant dirt marshmallow that he stands that he stands on. Yeah, yeah. So, what is the process of a pumpkin head? Did they pl- does she plant a body and it becomes it turns into that, or does it nat- does a pumpkin patch naturally grow on bodies? As it dried sure. out, I'm not sure about that, but he has to go and get. A body from the pumpkin patch slash graveyard, yeah. um, and then he brings it back to Haggis, and then Haggis uses some uses some of his blood and some of um, yeah. the Milky Bar kid's blood <laughs> to bring the body back to life as a pumpkin head. Yeah, that's pretty much it. It's pretty complicated, isn't it? See, if I, I just feel like if I was Ed, I'd go, right, I'm going to have to go and sleep on this because this is nuts. If I still feel yeah. fuming in the morning, then yeah. let's get a pumpkin head. Let's bring him to well. life. But I need to go and sleep on it because I feel like I'm acting a little bit in not in good faith. Yeah. Yeah. So let me go and sleep on it, Haggis. It's an involved process to have to do this to do to get a pumpkin head because you think... If it was as simple as him going, yeah, I want revenge, and then going, oh, that's it, then revenge. <laughs> revenge is it? But he's given me to... some uh, pet cemetery vibes as well. Uh, the first one, yeah. whole... not bringing. Well, I guess it was I'll dig in something out of a grave to try and bring your kid back in some form or another. Mm. Um, yeah, uh, you're Andy. <laughs> yeah, sorry, just gonna close this. There's a pumpkin head behind him. I can hear it. 
I can see its limbs. <laughs> yeah, all good. Uh, but yeah, so you're right. It's quite, it is quite an involved process to bring up a to bring up a pumpkin head, much like in Pet Cemetery, where you've had to have really had to think about it for what looked like quite a long walk to the place yeah. that you've got to go. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, he does change his. Ed Harley does change his tune pretty quick, sharp when he realizes what's happening. I think you would. When you see it, like it's just, it's not, it's not like a real thing, like a little foam body thing. And when it becomes, it grows up super quick, and then it's instantly like, yeah. oh, fucking hell. Uh, you go, oh, bloody hell, wish I didn't do that now. Jesus Christ, look at the state of it. Mother of God. No, no refunds, I'm afraid. Um, no. Have you ever been in that situation in real life that you've got something that's felt, felt like a good idea at the time, and then when you've got a real pumpkin head on your hands? <laughs> that's a good, that's a good got save a real pumpkin for when that happens. Oh, I didn't mean to spend that much. I've got a right pumpkin yeah, on my no. hands. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes when you like order something in a restaurant, when at the time you're like, oh, Jesus Christ, this sounds amazing. And when yeah. it turns out as a monstrosity and you kind of go, oh, no. Yeah. yeah. Persevere with this and try and consume I... that. I can, the, I can have the grand ice cream sundae to myself. I don't yeah. need to share that. We'll have one each. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and then you you literally a mouthful in that, that long spoon as well. <laughs> one mouthful and you go. Oh, pumpkin oh, no. <laughs> I got a pumpkin on my hand. But you can't leave it because you're going to look like an absolute loser. <laughs> when you put uh, too much cake batter in the little pots, that's a proper pumpkin head situation as well when it grows out of the thing. Bloody oh, hell. Yeah. <laughs> oh, bloody hell. This making Yorkshire this puddings as well that happens climbs this out of the oven fuck it Jesus, <laughs> Jesus Christ <laughs> yeah. I've ah. that, you, you, you've nailed it actually cooking is where it is really at like you know when you think that ain't enough pasta for one person that isn't enough yeah. pasta oh, for man. two people or I rice I need more of that put, put a bit more in and then before you know it pumpkin head <laughs> I was like how many egg noodle nests does one man need for a stir fry? And I was like, wow, I'm really hungry. Free? Because they're only little. They're tiny like that. Free? Mother of God. It was enough. It was enough for like three meals worth. I was fuming with myself. <laughs> the, thing you're, the thing is, you'll never learn. I pumpkinhead myself all the time whenever I've got a pineapple because they're quite a job to cut up. You know, you've really got to get into them. You've got to prepare them. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then yeah, and yeah. pineapple. Love it. It's delicious. My favourite fruit. And then I eat it. And I know. Pineapple, quite acidic. It's got the acids in there that digest meat. So I know that if I eat enough pineapple, I'm going to get a tummy ache. But you know what? Do it every time. <laughs> tummy ache. Get myself a, a tummy ache. <laughs> in his back garden on a massive mound of dirt, just like in the fetus position. Oh, I've got a belly ache. <laughs> oh, what have you well, done? I, oh, then... I pumpkin edited that, that pineapple. Sorry, lads. <laughs> Every time yeah, you say I'm pump, pumpkin headed now, I'm thinking like the next level on from turtle heading, but a lot worse. <laughs> so, um, a lot people, worse. <laughs> people listening in, message, message in and tell us how you pumpkin headed yourself in life. Yeah. Instant regret. Instant <laughs> regret. Well, so Ed Harley pumpkin heads himself right bad because he actually gets a literal pumpkin head on the go. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I can't remember. Oh, he passes out or something. I don't, did he fall asleep? Like, I, think it's, I think it's because of the magic, right? Because yeah. they are, as we learn, him and Pumpkinhead are are linked together 
in yeah. ways that are never ex- made expressly clear, but are no. numerous. The blood, I don't know, the blood somehow, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. They're kind sometimes, of psychically linked, aren't they? Yeah, and sometimes when he does stuff, we'll find out in a bit, he can, he can see what Pumpkinhead's up to. You know what have been. I mean, we'll get to the, the reveal of the, the link between them. But I think what might have been a, a quite an interesting take on it would be to have the pumpkin head resemble and be like the recreation of his son, like a giant toddler face thing yeah. on the. Yeah. That would have been quite scary, or maybe like turned into him. I don't know, because yeah. obviously there's a part where he looks like Ed. I know we'll get into that. But yeah, that would have been pretty freaky if we saw him as. Uh... As well. well, especially if you had to had to stop him at the end, had to kill him again. And if you had little glasses, if you had little glasses, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> bottle neck glasses, what we call them. Someone um, goes past on a motorbike and he goes shit. <laughs> so uh, Ed just yeah. pops off home. He just makes his way back to I don't know what he's going to watch Gogglebox or something, and. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, the pumpkin egg goes immediately, and this is this is like towards the end of the film. I think it's like an hour in. Yeah, um, it is like an yeah. hour in. We get nice family time and digging up a pumpkin head for quite a while, but then mm. this is very backloaded. It is like the last forty minutes where everything happens. I've got to say as well, this was my least favorite part of the film. <laughs> I just, I thought it got a bit naff. Like it, it, it had been quite polished up to this point, and then it was just a lot of running around. A lot of yeah. uh, a lot this, the of, like, same really, kind of kill over and over again. Like rapid, rapid stuff is happening. Yeah. Well, yeah, so um, yeah. Pumpkinhead kills the only, the best kid, um, yeah. uh, the the younger brother, uh, the one who didn't do anything wrong, the one who stayed with uh, the kid when he was uh, when he was hit. Yeah, um, Steve. Look, see. Steve, see, oh, that's it. Because this is when he goes out after he goes out after one of the girls that's run out, and then he gets like her crucifix and goes, "Oh, remember when this used to give you strength? Maybe you need that now." And then she doesn't need it because Steve could use that because he gets pulled off by Pumpkinhead. <laughs> you literally yeah. lift, lifted out a shot. This lifted is a Pumpkinhead's favorite way to kill people. He's off camera and he lifts people off, like out shot. He lifts people um, off and then he's, he loves a long drop, does, uh, does Pumpkin. He drops them. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, he seems to do, he's, uh, it seems like he's sticking his fingers into people and lifting them up that way. I'm not too sure. Like all bowling um, balls. Yeah. So he, he kills, and he doesn't seem to kill them instantly. Like he seems to like brutalize them over a period of time. I mean, he is probably made of pumpkin flesh. So there's not, he's got some... He, he doesn't seem to be particularly brutal. Like, he doesn't seem to be sharp or like he could just rip a head off or something like that. He, he seems he quite soft. Like, yeah, he looks very soft. He looks a bit like he's made of bread. Like, his arms are like long baguettes or something. You could just easily snap one off yeah. and dip it in a lovely bit of balsamic <laughs> vinegar. And oil. A little bit of melted, a little bit of melted cheese. But, um... Ooh, or <laughs> unmelted cheese if you look fond yeah, despite, <laughs> so despite being made of, of, of soft bread and cheese, he throws around Steve like he's a bloody, like a lamb, doesn't he? Tosses him all around the shop. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the, I think the, the girl runs back to the cabin and then Pumpkinhead's like, 
he he doesn't like run away. He doesn't disappear anything. I think he starts he grabs the girl and starts shoving her face into the window. Yeah, or something. he he grabs he grabs um another one of the girls called Maggie. Mother note next to this bit is that apparently Tracy, who's um one of the other girls, I noticed has the exact same outfit as Ellie Sadler from Jurassic Park. But um that's not how he gets grabbed. He grabs um, he, he grabs he grabs Maggie and then draws a cross on her head with his because the one bit of him that is sharp is his nails. Yeah. He's got some sharp nails and he, he draws a little cross, X marks the spot and then throws her down. Um, yeah. Is it her no oh, and then you're right, Luke, that's how he surprises the others that are in the house. He smushes her face against the glass of the window. Yeah. And then throws her in. Yeah. Uh, as 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 whenever whenever any of them die, Ed Harley feels it as well. He goes all golden and wobbly. Um, yeah. The the the, 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 um, the color palette changes in the scene that Ed is in. It goes from blue yeah. to red, and he goes yeah. wobbly. You're right. Then you um, go back to the witch at some point and says, "I've so got it take- wrong." Take him back. Pumpkin Ed. Yeah. Can you take him back? And she goes, no, nah, it can't be stopped and you'll Haggis die if you got, interfere with the... Haggis has got such poor customer service. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just taps the sign. She's got no refunds and no... <laughs> no exchanges. No re- so refunds, I... no exchanges, no do-overs. Can I not even have, like, Pumpkin Head credit and, you know, I'll put this... <laughs> towards I'll put my this next towards revenge. next one. And he's like, nah. <laughs> He's got to complete it as, as stated. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um, I can't really. I mean, there's there's some jumping around. Whereas <laughs> the girl, the girl pumpkin takes up right into the top of the tree, and he's like a like a squirrel at the top of the tree. <laughs> and he, he drops he drops her from a great height. Onto uh, a rock. Onto a rock. Yeah. <laughs> so is this um, the one that he? Yeah, that isn't the one he put across on. So yeah, it's the next one he grabs outside. Um, is that after, like, Scratch himself has come out and said, "Oh, I'm the one you want," and he tries to fight him with a machete. I got annoyed he, that yeah. they were trying to turn Scratch into. They were trying to redeem him. Yeah, um, yeah I was like, I didn't believe that at all. Yeah, he he was an asshole from the get. You can't change that around. Um, what happens to Scratch. So Scratch tries to fight Pumpkinhead in the house with a machete, but they do like um oh like a seventies James Bond fight where he tries to machete him and he blocks him with one arm and then biffs him with the other. <laughs> yeah. And then they have it's a fight. He's trained in hand to hand combat. Pumpkinhead changes size quite a bit because he has a fist fight with him and then he and then he takes um Maggie and not Maggie. Then he takes Tracy and drops her on a rock. Mm-hmm. Um, and our remaining three, our remaining three folks, run off looking for looking for help. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So they go they go to the neighbor's house, don't they? Um, and they're obviously just doing the classic. Don't answer the door. Leave them to it. Let we'll let the pumpkin head do his do his thing, and that's it. But one of the boys from earlier on. A little curly-headed boy um, decides to leave and sort of says he wants to see if Pumpkinhead's real. He wants to go and have a good old look at him. Clearly yeah, real. Yeah. He's outside your house. 
Yeah. <laughs> just have a look out, innit? Don't go out. Just have a little look out. There we go. He swears his sister um, to secrecy and says, look, don't tell Dad I'm going to go out and have a look at what pumpkin ends up. But I've decided I'm going to help those those city folk. Yeah. Um, He's put his shoes on for ages during this bit. He was putting his shoes were. on. I was just like, what right. shoes is he putting on? He's like Converse that go out to his knees. Lace or something. Got like yeah. Those different laces. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they're running away. I think at this point, Ed Harley has decided that he's going to save the day. He's got a yeah. rifle. He's got a rifle. He's on. He's on the way. The other. The the teenagers have got a rifle from their house as well. Um. So having tried to get into the door, they try to get a car. Um. And we have an extra that appears on on scene for. For just a little bit of exposition. So they try and steal the car. A guy comes up behind them with a gun and says, "Oh, you wanna." You want to not steal my car? We we need it because it's the only way we're going to get safe. Yeah. And then he leaves, but his dog that he's with stays in the scene for longer than he was. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And then attacks Ed Harley. It does, yeah, because is it because he becomes pumpkin heady when. Is he becoming. (laughs) I think it must be. I didn't didn't make that connection at the time. I just thought that dog's a bit strange. But. It's a good. It's a good dog actor. He does a full range of emotions. He looks quite nice when he's there at the beginning. But as soon as yeah. Ed Harley's getting pumpkin-y, he um, takes a lump out of his. I arm. like Ed Harley's pumpkin face. He looks mm. like really goofy, like his uh, teeth turn into like little orange peel teeth, and his eyes are like uh, <laughs> a little bit orange. <laughs> he does like a good Undertaker yeah. face, doesn't he? Rolling yeah. his eyes back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so Pumpkinhead gets another one of the of the friends. I think is this where he gets Scratch? Because yeah, yeah, he... Ed Harley comes and shoots Pumpkinhead, and they think he's safe. They think they they've saved. Oh, don't worry, he's got him. And then Scratch goes over oh, and like kicks him. Pumpkinhead isn't dead and sticks the gun through him. Like it looks like he's gonna yeah. shoot him. It looks like he's like pointing the gun about to shoot him, and then he just stabs him with the gun. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously, true. Gun's got like a little like, an opening in front. He'd, he'd, he'd be like apple coring him. Yeah. <laughs> There'd be a little tube of scratch inside the, the workings of the gun. Could have shot that out at someone. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, they're trying to escape and to get on the motorbike, but Pumpkinhead's got the chain. He's like twirling the chain around his finger. And grinning. Yeah, he always does it in a way like, oh, I got the chain, you see. Ha ha ha, silly you. And then yeah. he picks and then he picks up um he picks bike. up the guy on the <laughs> motorbike and he throws him like an action man. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good yeah. pro. Um uh, this is what I know this is it feels like we're rattling through this, but this is genuinely how the pacing of the film feels, right? I think it's quite deliberate and slow in the build-up, but then yeah. once Pumpkinhead turns up and people are going, it all happens so incredibly quickly. So after he's got the guy on the bike, the 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 young kid from the family turns up, basically, and says, oh, you know, come come with me. Like, I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help you. They, they hide and they... Um, 
I'm sorry, this is before he's thrown him on the bike. So before we even got here, the the young boy from the family has turned up and said, oh, don't worry, I'm going to come and get, I'll, I'll take you somewhere and we'll try and work out what's happening. They go mm. to a mysteriously burnt down church. He mm. gives them a little bit of exposition and says, oh, yeah, people said, like, if you've done a bad thing, like a killing, um, then then people get Pumpkinhead to come after you and he'll come and have revenge. But he might not like it here because this is a holy place. But he turns up and he doesn't give a shit. He just wanders in. Oh, and he breaks the cross. <laughs> starts hitting yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure why he would do that. Like, because he drew a cross on that girl's head and maybe he's breaking the cross because he likes Jesus and he's like, oh, this killed him. <laughs> yeah. Um... <laughs> His, his yeah. character's weird. Like, cause you get the impression, because he looks like a xenomorph, you get the impression that he'd be a bit more animalistic. But, like, he, when he's kind of um, smushing the girl's face into the window or, or whipping the bike chain around his finger, he seems really cheeky. Like, there's something quite. Um, <laughs> you cheeky little pumpkin head. I kind of like. A laugh I kind of like him being like a cat. Like, he plays with his kills. Like, he climbs up. Likes to see them drop from, <laughs> likes to throw them like action men. Um, <laughs> Throws yeah, them like an really action man, drops, drops them on a rock. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I think it's coming towards the end now, right? I think. Yeah, they get, they go along with the, the the two surviving teens, the boy from the family. They meet up with Ed, um, Ed Harley after the guy's been thrown like an action man. And they get in Ed's car and they drive off to his house. It turns out that the guy who was thrown on the bike, whose name is Chris, is not dead. And it kind of stomps on him and is, it's trapped him. And they, he's going to use him for a scene in a little bit. Um, and my only other note here is that it's always so noisy when Pumpkinhead is on scene. Yeah. Yeah. Um... And and increasingly so, because you get like the the thing shh noise, but then there's also thunder and lightning whenever he's around as well. Um, yeah. I've tried. So does the guy not die? The guy on the motorbike? No, he, he stomps him, but then I think he throws him through the door later on uh, when he when he arrives at Ed Ed Harley's place for the. Yeah. For the finale, because we need him to die, because that triggers the next part of um, Bishop's transformation. Because he yeah, arrives, yeah. and that's when he finishes off Chris, I think. And then um, our like a final member of the of the gang. So like the, I guess she is like the main goodie of the of the girls. She didn't stay with them, but she was always very vocally. Against yeah. Scratch, um, uh, and she she's talking to Ed Harley. Pumpkinhead turns up, and then she has a bit of a fright because he's sort of turning into him as well. He has like possessed face. Yeah, that's the goofy face I liked. Yeah, yeah. Um, Ed Harley kind of steps outside and accidentally impales his shoulder, <laughs> like he goes all the way in. Yeah, impales. Pitchfork impales himself which is necessary to find out that that's also Pumpkinhead's weakness right because when he stabs himself with the fork Pumpkinhead goes oh and he's got Ed Harley's face 
Yeah, he's got Ed Harley's face, and he's and he realizes that that's come a bit sharp, which gives Ed Harley the the knowledge that. How does he stab himself with the fork? He just kind of runs into it. He just it. he just trips out, and I think the wire of his flamethrower gets caught on the door handle. You know, that's annoying. You got you ever got your headphones on? And you <laughs> that's the most on, like, one of the most handle. annoying things in the world. That really oh. irritates me when you're doing some yeah. washing the pots and you turn away and your headphones get yanked from your ears because they're stuck on a. It's so annoying. That is right up there with if you ever bang the top of your head on an open cupboard door or something like that. Those are the most yeah. infuriating things. Yeah. Because your hands are wet or doing something else and like yeah. you can't get the phone out to revert, like rewind the podcast. Uh, no, I lost your place. <laughs> no irrash- irrationally angry. <laughs> yeah, and, it's, and it's your own fault. Like n- nothing else could. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but. But yeah, this has happened. I think the boy from the other family and the dog are hiding in a little box. There's a nice oh, little scene. Yeah, the the dog, dog is in its own the box. The yeah. dog opens up the box like Gizmo. Um, yeah. There's a little peep out. Um, so he's not getting involved with it. But um, Pumpkinhead is there. He's attacking everyone. And Ed Harley, Bishop, makes the choice that he's going to... He's got a pistol from somewhere. And he shoots himself and shoots himself in the head, and Pumpkinhead falls down, but isn't dead he because somehow. In the head, but then manages, yeah, not to be dead. Yeah, he manages to like turn and stumble and walk over towards them. Realised he was an android this whole time. Yeah, he's oh, covered in, covered in that milk. <laughs> Milky bucket was me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how I spawned that child. Yeah. Um, so he reminds our final feel bad I've, I remembered I've written down all the generic names of the other kids that just die and our final girl here because no one shouted her name while she was being killed I haven't got it written down I think it's Tracy Tracy mm. that kid is called Bunt as well Bunt so <laughs> Bunt, Bunt is he also like, being attacked like <laughs> yeah. it's being attacked for being a bystander I guess and um Bishop says to to Tracy, "You gotta, you gotta kill us, mate. It's the only way." And she um, blows him away a few times with a gun, right? And then yeah. I said, Pumpkinhead falls over, catches fire, and um, the day was saved. Apart from everybody was dead, <laughs> and, and and it's not yeah. over yet either because in a I don't, there's any I don't recall any scene where we work out how those guys are going to continue with any type of normal life. But what we do see is old Haggis burying Ed Hardley slash uh, Bishop's body in the pumpkin mm. patch. And it still has the necklace that the Milky Bar kid gives to him in a tender moment at the beginning on. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So we can tell that it's him. Um, and she's yeah. And she's burying him in the pumpkin patch, I guess to be the next pumpkin head next time there's a revenge that needs doing yeah 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 i'll have to watch the sequel um although i saw in the facebook group in the hiring hangout board of advisors um anthony says the second sequel is it's rough he said it's bad but not good bad like this one oh no he's probably not not gonna watch it i don't think (laughs) Mm. Not anytime soon. Um, I've got some name game for you guys up for it. Always. Okay. 
for the new listeners, the aim of the game is to. Uh, <laughs> I need to find a succinct way of putting this. I'm going to read out. Uh, I'm going to describe a film, and the title of the film will rhyme with the title of this film. So, uh, number one, uh, there's a film I watched. It's a film about a man who puts a curse on loads of city kids. Uh, so now they have to go to bed really early. Pumpkin bed. Close, but maybe around about nine o'clock, their parents call them up and say, "Right, you go and jump in bed. Jump in bed. Yeah, <laughs> jump in correct." Bed. <laughs> <laughs> Number two. Um, this time I watched it's uh, it's uh, about a man who curses a bunch of city folk so that a creature comes out of the ground, makes the city kids fall in love with it, and then it breaks up with them and hurts their feelings really bad. Oh, that one's uh, cool. Makes them <laughs> instead, of, instead, instead of killing them, it does something else to them. So it, it, it makes them fall in love with it, and then it breaks their hearts. Because it breaks up with them. I mean, what, what, uh, if someone breaks up with you, what do you, what is that? What happens? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we can come back to this one. Let's come back to this one. I can see, I don't know if, it, if the Skype's <laughs> frozen or if, yeah, uh... <laughs> I think, I think Bella's frozen rather than I want to. <laughs> oh my lord, he has frozen. He's literally frozen in four. <laughs> oh, that is perfect. Yeah, so I was just puzzled, Luke, but um I wanna say Ben was so ben, ben was so puzzled that he was frozen in place. Um no, I, I can't do that. I was like pumpkin head games, but no. <laughs> Uh, dumped instead. Dumped instead. Yeah, let's see if Ben, if we can get him back. One of his Wi-Fi's gone. Oh, he's, I know he's he is. Cool. <laughs> I don't know. I lost lost all connection for a second. What was the answer to that one? The city kids. I missed it. <laughs> You you were like looking like this, like you were in thought, and you froze like that for yeah. ages. And I was, thought you were thinking about the answer. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, you, I, I, I went, I went this, I went, I don't know. And then you were still silent, and I thought, all right, then tell me that. <laughs> uh, so it's about a man who uh, uh, kisses a bunch of city folks, so a creature comes out of the ground, makes the city kids fall in love with it, and then breaks up with them to hurt their feelings, dumped instead. Instead yep. of killing them, yeah. I like it. I like it. I got that one right, Ben. I don't know if you. Yeah. <laughs> you did. Oh, well <laughs> All right, number three. So this one you could describe as Alice in Wonderland meets Home Improvement. So Alice and Toto find themselves on the road to see Tim Allen in his big wooden house full of small people. <laughs> so what? Alice the... and Toto. <laughs> What's the uh, the little dog's name? Peter's in Wizard of Oz, not well. Oh, I'm going mix. It's uh, Wizard of Oz meets Home Improvement. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I was confused. Just to make it way more confusing. So it's Wizard of Oz meets Home Improvement. Uh, Dorothy 
and yeah. Toto. That's her name. Uh, find themselves on the road to see Tim Allen in his big wooden house full of small people. So it's a big wooden house full of small people. <laughs> Munchkin stead? Munchkin. Big wooden, like a wooden house. You might find one in a garden. Munchkin, Munchkin shed. shed. Munchkin shed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, boy. <laughs> okay, this one is, is going to be difficult. Um, oh, God. Just that was so easy. <laughs> So this one's about a famous drummer who finds out that his drums are alive and he has to wrestle uh, the idea of hitting them for his art or not hitting them because it hurts their, their feelings. And every time he hits them, he hears the drum skins speak. <laughs> drum skin. <laughs> drum skin something. Drum skin. Fred. Drumskin Fred. Well, the, so the drum, the drumskin speak, I guess, is the biggest clue I can give you. Oh, drumskin said. Drumskin said, yeah. Uh, last one. <laughs> ben looks like he's either angry or... Like... <laughs> or he's frozen. <laughs> or he's frozen. Okay, last one. Uh, it's a film about a bunch of prisoners who have a flat football... And so they can't play football. So they have to get somebody to smuggle in a football pump uh, into the prison uh, so that they can play football. So <laughs> they, they need to get a pump into the prison. So. <laughs> pump, pump I guess if they, if they do it in a loaf, it could be pumping bread. Pumping bread, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll give you that one. Well done. You got more right. Uh, correct. <laughs> uh, so we need to rate the film. Oh. Oh. So um, what are you going to go for? I'm going to go. It's a shame, but I'm going to go quite low just because. You know, sometimes you watch and you think that was all right, but then you kind of like talk back about it and you're like, I've, got, I've barely got anything to say about it. Mm-hmm. Good or bad, and I think that's when you really know that you haven't really enjoyed something. So I'd probably go as low as because I mean the, the effects are good. Um, what's his name? Bishop's good, but I think everything else, the story, every other character, um, the fret, and especially that final third, the fi- the third act is particularly yeah. weak. I, I have to go for a D plus. Uh, yeah, that's quite low. Um, um, I'm probably going to be quite low as well I think just for the same reason as Ben like there's nothing really that gets us going I think the fact that it's a real struggle to know any of the characters that are being killed you know Bishop and you know the Milky Bar Kid Mm. I probably would have enjoyed this film more if it had just been about them and maybe it was about him protecting his son from from pumpkin heads maybe yeah. they're more compelling rather than those no good teenagers like scratch getting done in yeah um you, you've always got to have respect for a stan winston design even with this that clearly had a lower budget than some other stuff like he makes remarkable and like memorable creatures mm. but it, it's kind of a shame that it's wasted on you know getting rid of getting rid of unremarkable teens and dropping them off high places 
So I might be even slightly harsher than than Ben. Because no. I think even things which are less iconic and because they're newer mostly, things like the relic and so on, I'd put things like that on over maybe watching this again even. Definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Definitely. I would I'm gonna chuck a D at this. Flat D. T flat. Okay. <clears throat> I'm gonna go slightly higher. All the same reasons, uh, but I'm gonna give a C minus. Only because I quite enjoyed the first half an hour. I was quite into it. Up to the point like I like the law. I like the whole concept of the of the curse and haggis and digging up a body in the pumpkin patch ground or whatever. Um, it's a cool idea. It's a cool monster. Uh, but the, the last half an hour, I just did, didn't really care that much what was going on. Yeah. I think I felt haggis is there. MVP. She is as scary as Pumpkinhead, I would say. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'd like to read the comics. I think Cullen Bunn wrote them. I read right? the first one. It's pretty good. Yeah, you yeah. get to check out. Cool. Um, okay, that's it for today then. Um, what are we doing next week? Oh, Jennifer's body or what was the other um, Yeah, yeah. So I think we're down for freaky next week. Uh, the new Blumhouse body swap, Vince Vaughn. Oh, I'm looking yeah. forward to that. Should be good. Yeah, yeah. Looking forward to it too. Cool. Um, Sweet. Okay. Well, we'll leave it at that. Um, if you enjoyed the show, become a patron over at patreon.com forward slash Hawk and Cleaver. Thanks to Kovac Camera for theme music. Thanks to Acast for hosting the show. Thanks to the listeners. Please consider rating and reviewing. Um, pop over to Facebook and join the Facebook group Horror Hangout Board Advisors. Thanks to my co-hosts, Ben and Andy, for being right horror dudes. Thank you very Thank much, you guys. guys. Remember your limits. Don't pumpkin head yourselves out there, everyone. Yeah. Try my best. <laughs> Alright, catch you in a bit. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.